Hello, hello, this is Jonathan and you're listening to the Johnny Talks Podcast, the place where we help you achieve your financial goals. Hola amigos, hope you're having a great day wherever you are. And if you're a new listener to the show, special warm welcome to you. I really appreciate you tuning into the show. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. I appreciate it even more. Today is actually the last episode of the season. And like last year, I'm taking a break from podcasting for the whole summer. And the show will be back in September with new fresh interviews. I will nevertheless remain active on social media. So feel free to reach out. And I will publish a couple of articles on the blog throughout the summer. Before we head on to the episode, I would like to take the opportunity to give a big thank you to someone that has helped me a lot behind the scenes for the podcast, and that is Giacomo, my editor. So Giacomo, grazie mille, it's a pleasure to work with you. And of course, I want to thank you, my dear listeners, friends, amigos, for spending your valuable time with me to listen to the show and to send in questions and topic requests, plus sharing the episodes around you. It all means a lot to me. So as well, thank you a lot to you. And now for today's show, it will be a two-part episode tackling the topic of spending money guilt-free. In the first part, we will speak to a regular guest as usual. And for the second part, I have asked a couple of friends, past guests actually, to send in their pro tip on spending money guilt-free on the things they love. So for the first part, our main guest is my friend Lawrence or Larry from Midland Financial. He's a CFP, Certified Financial Planner, and a wealth advisor with over 20 years experience in the financial industry. Saving and investing your money is important, but spending it is important as well. This is what we will talk about, how you can spend money on things or experiences you value without getting those negative feelings. This episode is for you if you know what you want to spend your money on, but you sometimes second-guess yourself and even feel guilty about it. So, without further ado, let's hear the interview. Hello, Larry. How are you doing today? I'm awesome, Jonathan. Thanks for having me on today. I appreciate it. Yes, very good. And uh, yeah, glad to have you as well. Um, you are a founder and wealth advisor at Midland Financial. And we are going to talk about spending money guilt-free. So maybe before we dive into the topic, uh, what do you exactly do at Midland Financial? Can you explain sure. a bit your role and what you do on a daily basis? Sure. Yeah. Thanks, Jonathan. Yeah, I'm the uh, the founder here and I'm the lead wealth advisor. So uh, we help people work towards becoming and remain, remaining financially independent. And we do that really in two ways. We help them design and develop a financial roadmap, a financial plan. Mm -hmm. And then we help them execute it over time by handling their investment management, uh, bringing in team members uh, to consult on tax issues, estate planning issues, things of that nature. And uh, we also get involved with, you know, right in line with this topic, we get, you know, involved with our clients spending their their assets, either pre or post retirement. And a lot of times we're called on in terms of, you know, whether they can afford something or think it's a good idea. So if you think about us like a client's personal CFO, that's what we are. And that's what we do here at Midland Financial. And we have a very concierge approach with the clients that we work with. Okay, very good. And those clients, they are um, accredited investors or um, high net worth individuals? Yeah, I mean, we, we don't have any criteria per se, uh, hard criteria in, in that regard. But uh, typically, we work with people that have 
uh, or are on a quick path to accumulating at least a million dollars of investable assets or more. Okay, very good. And then coming to the topic of today, we will talk about spending money guilt-free. You already touched it uh, briefly, but then uh, what does that mean, spending money guilt-free? Yeah, I think, you know, I I think it means a lot of things to different people. But to (laughs) me, you know, to me, what it means is being able to spend money, whether it's on, you know, vacations, experiences, uh, restaurants, et cetera, and doing it in a method and a manner that you're not going to feel bad about it when it's all said and done. And, you know, that's what it really means to me. Yes, indeed. And I think it's something that it's a bit of a at the same time, a light topic because, yeah, spending money, okay, it can be fun. But as well, I uh, thought it would be useful for the listeners because sometimes, and I've struggled with that in the past, is you want to buy whatever it is. Uh, maybe it's a nice pullover. Maybe it's holidays. Maybe it's a nice hotel room or a maybe more fancy restaurant than usual. And you're like, okay, I can afford it. Do I have the money? Or maybe I need to stretch it a bit. But Okay, sometimes it might come with questions like, can I really afford this? Can I not afford this? Is it reasonable or will I really enjoy it? And this is the type of questions that um, I've been struggling with myself uh, in the past. Uh, And I guess you too, uh, Larry. Yeah, it's something that I certainly have struggled with in the mm-hmm. past. Um, you know, one one of the things that, uh, you know, I have a couple of uh, stories that I could share with your listeners. You know, once, you know, way back when I had uh, my family had booked our first Disney cruise for our uh, 10th anniversary and it was on the expensive side. It was probably one of the more expensive trips at mm-hmm. that point that we had ever taken. And, uh, you know, it you know, having a financial plan and having a budget, I felt like it fit in and it was okay. Um, and I was a little nervous going into it, but I will tell you this by night two, I I was looking to book my next one. I, I enjoyed it that much. And what I've learned over time is there are a couple of things that will allow me and possibly allow others to do things in a guilt-free fashion. And that is, you know, number one is you really should have a financial plan, a, an overall game plan for your financial situation. Uh, that would include part and parcel to that a budget. Um, and you know, with those two things, if you evaluate and make decisions about these experiences or these purchases, and they fit in, or maybe even stretch it a little bit. Uh, you know, I think that those are the two things that you can use as like your guiding light to make sure that, um, you know, you can take on and do these experiences uh, guilt free. And, you know, when all said and done, you know, that's all we have. We have experiences. We have, you know, we have um, pictures of those experiences. And in, in the end, that's really what drives us and what motivates us. And, you know, the the fact is you have to counterbalance the expense or the financial cost, make sure it's something that fits into your, your, your uh, game plan. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you get the the ability to spend time and, and with those that you love and, uh, you know, with those there, that that's really priceless, really. Yeah, indeed. Were you always that good with money that you said, look, um, I have my, I have my plan and I have my budget so I can spend that money on the Disney cruise or how was it? I don't know when you started with money, maybe you were not that good. (laughs) 
Well, I mean, listen, I've always, you know, I've always, I've been in this, uh, in the field that I am in, in, in financial planning and advising, uh, for, you know, for the last 20 plus years since I left college. So it's something that's ingrained in me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it may be more difficult for some of your listeners that don't have the, you know, the education in that area or have the guidance or have the luxury of being in the business that I'm in. Uh, but they can certainly go out and, you know, there are tools, whether they want to hire somebody to help them, or there are even some, you know, really simple online tools that can give you a very high level financial plan to some degree and help you with budgeting to see, you know, what you can and, and can't afford. And, you know, I don't think you have to feel guilty about, you know, stretching things a little bit. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, you just have to be careful, you know, you don't want to go out and buy a, uh, you know, stretch your budget by buying maybe a couch that you think looks great that you can't afford because, you know, that might be short lived. You know, I would much rather me personally, I would rather stretch my budget on experiences, whether it's an experience like a cruise, um, whether it's an experience like we did uh, with my younger son. We went to uh, South Africa on a, on a uh, South African safari. You know, that one to share with your listeners to this day, I don't know exactly how much that cost. <laughs> and uh, I didn't I don't want to know. My wife handled a lot of the uh, booking of that. Uh, but I will tell you this, whatever that final number was and and the reason why I didn't want her necessarily know what it cost is because of that guilt association. I didn't want to feel guilty about mm-hmm. the trip. Uh, but I will tell you this, whatever the final number was, it was worth every single dime that went into that trip because it was literally a trip of a lifetime. The experiences that we had out on the Savannah with the animals and my kids and seeing my kids experience it and, and being right there, you know, basically in, on the Savannah with these amazing animals was, uh, you know, worth every dime, whatever that number was. <laughs> Indeed. And um, okay. I can relate to, uh, to those kind of experiences Because, for example, one thing is uh, I will tell something about a restaurant and then something about an experience. I mean, both are experiences, but for the restaurant, somebody put on Twitter, yeah, do you like to go to restaurants? Don't you feel it's wasting money? So what I answered, I said, well, if I enjoyed it, if it, if it was really good food, actually it doesn't really matter. Then I'm happy because then, okay, it was good food. I enjoyed it. I remember it. I would probably go again to that place. Fantastic. If it sucked, <laughs> I mean, if the food was bad, then okay, then maybe I might be uh, feeling guilty or or not guilty, but uh, okay, I might feel, okay, I made a bad choice. Uh, it was uh, money thrown away. Okay, that can happen. I mean, you, you don't control these things, but it can happen. And then going to the more, let's say, experience or travel part. I remember I um, in 2015, I went to Mexico and I did uh, snorkeling with a whale shark. So, mm-hmm. so it's a huge beast, a bit like you. I mean, uh, for you, it was uh, anim- animals in the savannah. For me, it was underwater. So we had the chance. It was $150, I remember, to spend one day and uh, to uh, wake up at seven, go there. And then you had the chance to, if the boat spotted one, then you could uh, swim next to it, snorkel next to it. So it was a fantastic experience. There were plenty of them. And it's beautiful. I remember it to this day. It's one of the best experiences, uh, I mean, as a holiday in my life. So 
really loved it. And okay, now the $150, okay, I don't care. I mean, it's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I knew it was expensive. I knew it was unique from the start. So I was like, yeah, okay, it's expensive. Then I'll live with it. But I will always live with that uh, with that image of me swimming ne- next to this gentle giant, as we call them. It was mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. You know, I, I think, you, you know, to go back to your original point about the food, I think, mm-hmm. you know, if you have the right restaurant and the right food, it really is an experience, right? Mm-hmm. The, whole, the whole, whole event. And I think what you also talk about is important to know because everybody has priorities, right? Correct. You know, when, when we're talking to people about their budgets, we're not in a position to tell people or advise people to that they should cut out X and, you know, reduce Y and raise C, for example, because everybody places a different level of importance upon different things in their budget, right? So somebody may look at their budget and say, you know what, I don't want to spend an extra hundred to three hundred dollars to go out on a re- to a restaurant because that's not important to me. I would rather put that money towards an experience or Somebody may get enjoyment some other way through some other method and means. So I think sometimes the relativity of whether something is expensive or not really has to do with how the individual values that experience or that cost in their own hierarchy of importance, right? Yeah. Because, you know, that really has to come into play. Yeah, indeed. And then I have a question because, you know, many of the listeners including myself, (laughs) are on their way to financial independence. I mean, this is why we listen to the podcast, why we try to implement uh, some of the tips, or we are interested in some topics. So we all know about saving and investing. And then the component of spending, is that not in conflict? Because maybe I'm giving up some money that I could invest in something because uh, I talked about those $150 or um, a restaurant that, that actually was not so good. Am I not sacrificing my path to financial independence, uh, Larry? Uh, Maybe, maybe not. It depends Mm -hmm. on how much you're spending versus how much you're saving, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I I think back to a gift that we gave my kids when they were very young. You know, everybody is used to seeing the traditional piggy bank where, you know, your kids get money or whatever gifts and or change and they throw it in the piggy bank and there's one slot, right? Yeah. Well, when my kids were little, we actually gave them a, a piggy bank, but it had three slots in it. And the three slots were spend, save, and charity. And, you know, when they got money, they basically had to make a decision. What do I want to put in the spending uh, section of the the, uh, piggy bank? What do I want to put in the savings? And what do I want to put in and, and give to charity? And I think when you start thinking about that, that's kind of a way to think about, you know, how you're spending. So to some degree, yes, the answer to your question is any dollar that you put away or spend is a dollar that could have gone to savings or charity, right? But at the same time, you know, we just talked about the the experiences and what we've gotten out of them and, and the value there. And the reality is we can all make more money, but we can't make more time. Correct. So, 
Right. So you have to come up with your kind of value ladder as far as what you value mm-hmm. and and figure out a way and a balance, just like everything else in moderation and find a balance of what am I able to do and what should I be doing to get to that path for financial freedom, you know, to put into that savings bucket versus spending versus charity. And, you know, and that might be different for each person you know, and what their financial future and what their definition of financial freedom looks like. Yeah, I really liked uh, what you said, because it's true. Huh? You can, uh, your time, you never get it back. <laughs> never. No, you know, you don't, you don't see anybody, uh, you know, going to the grave and, and, you know, going on a trip right after that. It doesn't happen. So, and I'm not saying you want to, you know, ideally, if we could all figure out a way that, you know, we, you know, use all the dollars that we had before we pass, that would be great. But, <laughs> you know, there's no methodology and there's no formula yet. Who knows? Maybe one day there will be in order for us to do that. So, you know, you have to plan for the, the uh, you know, the best case scenario and work towards those goals. Yeah. Okay. No, absolutely. Excellent insights, uh, Larry. And then maybe one one question I have as well is um, with your clients, um, because sometimes they need to spend their assets. It's a bit at a different level. What do you see they struggle with themselves? Is it the same issues? Like, should I should I uh, sell these assets to spend on something I want, or what do they struggle with? What is their uh, what are their issues? Yeah, so I mean, there there's a there's a number of different issues. I mean, a lot of them are similar to what we're discussing now, just maybe on a bigger level at mm-hmm. times. You know, uh, especially older folks who may be in retirement and may be financially secure. Uh, many times they're running into issues where their kids want or need assistance, mm-hmm. and you know that is a bit of a slippery slope because I, I guess the the best story I have for that is I had a client call me call me up and she wanted to take some money out of her accounts because her daughter was buying a a new home. And uh, she wanted to help her out with it and to give her some money towards the purchase of the house. Mm-hmm. And she called me and she said, what do you think about this? And I said, well, you know, if you weren't giving her this money, would she be able to afford that home? And she said, no, she needs this money to afford the home. And I said, well, you know, you, do you understand the disservice you may be doing her? And she, you know, there was like a silence on the <laughs> other end of the phone. And she's like, what, what do you mean disservice? I was like, well. If she can't afford that home and moves into that neighborhood, you know, I would imagine that the kids might be wearing, let's say, designer clothes versus non-designer clothes. Or, you know, maybe everybody in the neighborhood's driving high-end cars and maybe your daughter's not. You know, how is that going to be affected, you know, going forward? Is she going to be able to keep up with that lifestyle? And she said, you know what, I never thought about that and I think that might be an issue. And, um, you know, she liked the points and she said, you know what, I have to rethink about this, you know, rethink things. Mm-hmm. And she ultimately helped her daughter in a way, but not to the tune of, of allowing her to give her enough money to buy the house. She wanted her to figure out a way on her own or figure out on a plan B. And many times our clients in those cases will use us as, you know, the, uh, the bad guy, so to speak, you know, they'll call up and say, Hey, you know, my advisor says I can't afford to do that because it's at the detriment of my own retirement. And, you know, those are decisions that come up many times with our clients, either those working towards retirement or those in everybody is faced with decisions. You know, I have a decision or to do this or do that. And, 
you know, for us, it's a, it's a very mathematical equation. You know, we try to take the emotion out of it and look, okay, if you do that, this is going to be the impact on your retirement. You may have to work a year, two, three longer, or maybe it has no impact and, you know, and vice versa for those in retirement, you know, it may be a question of, well, you know what you're going to have, you know, if your life expectancy goes to where we're expecting today or, or, you know, kind of earmarking out to, you'll be fine. But if you live five years longer, this may impact things. And then it's just a matter of making a decision. And in the end, we don't make the final decision. We, we give clients the information, uh, so that they can really come to terms with and make a final decision. It's their hard earned money. So we can't tell them how to spend it. Mm -hmm. We can only advise them of the positives and the negatives, both sides of the equation. And ultimately the decision is going to be up to them. But yeah, people, listen, people are people, no matter where they are, no matter who they are, they're facing these similar decisions, just like every one of your listeners are, uh, just maybe to a smaller scale or maybe even a larger scale. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so if I, if I understand correctly, basically, the sol I mean, the solution, the way to move forward to kind of figure out how to spend money, if I have to summarize it, it's really to have a plan with your money and then to, to budget for uh, yeah, what you want to spend on. I mean, your, um, your guilt-free money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you want, make it really simple, you know, create a line item on your budget that's called guilt-free spending, you know, have yeah. your housing mm -hmm. costs, have your food costs, your rent costs, your education costs and put, Hey, listen, this is going to be my guilt-free bucket, you know, and have a savings line there. And however you decide to use that, whether it's going to be on a splurge item on a, you know, Louis Vuitton purse, uh, <laughs> you know, or, or, um, you know, Ferragamo shoes or going on an experience or a trip like we've talked about or a restaurant, you know, tag it and have that bucket as part of your budget so that when you accumulate their money there, you know that it's money you can afford. And then I think it will also help you spend that money guilt free because you've already accounted for it. and know it's not going to be impactful to you long term. Yes, exactly. And the rest of your money is saved or at least it's working for you. So no impact indeed that that's uh, very important correct yeah okay well larry i think that was uh, very interesting and i think it's it's very helpful and i really like the tips that you you communicated to us and, uh, and i like the story with the the lady who who wanted to help it uh, I, I didn't know what you were going to say you know like <laughs> <laughs> like why is that not a good idea she's helping her daughter but yeah okay it it, it all makes sense it's a more global picture <laughs> Yeah, we think about the other, you know, that's kind of our job is to think about the the 360 view, yeah. not just the good that could come out of it. Are there any potential pitfalls to what you're doing? And, you know, we're just there to, you know, help you avoid those uh, pitfalls because we've seen it before where a parent helps a child once, whether it's a house or a car or something like that. And then it becomes like a, uh, you know, a, a more common thing and repetitive thing, you know, which is, uh, you know, unfortunately more common than you think. Okay. No, excellent. And then, uh, Larry, I think we, we've come at the end of the, of the interview. So I want to thank you very much, but before I let you go, we always have our three quick fire questions. So are you ready for it? I'm ready. Shoot. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> so we talked about spending, but. Uh, my question is, what has been your best investment so far? 
my best investments, my family, uh, <laughs> by far, you know, uh, you know, being able to balance what I do for a living and making sure that, um, spending time with them, enjoying them, uh, especially my, you know, my kids, uh, you know, is cause time goes very quickly. They grow up and they're mm-hmm. not going to be, you know, in the home, uh, all their life. So that has definitely been my best investment is my investment of time with them and spending that quality time. Okay, cool. And then number two is what is the a book you can recommend to anyone? Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many, <laughs> uh, you know, great books out there. And, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, Think and Grow Rich is a great uh, book. And actually, I think even better than that is The Richest Man in Babylon. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I love that book, and I think it would resonate very well with your listeners because the common theme in that book is pay yourself first. We tend to do things backwards, pay all the bills and pay ourselves last. Pay yourself first, 10%. If you do that, chances are you're going to be you know, a fairly wealthy person if you save and invest those monies in the right way. Yes, indeed. And then the last question, we talked about larger splurges, but... Do you have a purchase you recommend for under $100? So I think one of the best purchases that I've made for me personally under $100 has been my microphone, which I'm talking on right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll tell you why. It's It's been a gateway to me launching my own podcast and being able to sound really good on podcasts uh, as guests on this show. And it's really been a, a great, great investment for me uh, you know, over, over the recent, uh, time. Yes. Excellent. And talking about your podcast, where can actually the listeners find you? Yeah, we're on all the major, you know, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're there. And it's, uh, the mit it's Mitlin money mindset, M I T L I N money mindset. We release shows every, uh, Wednesday and, um, yeah, in, enjoy, take, take a listen. I'd love to hear your, uh, listeners feedback as we, uh, take it very, very seriously. Yes. And, and I enjoy the, the story behind Mitlin. Uh, it's a, it stands for Mitchell and Linda. So, so the listeners can uh, go and listen to the first episode. It's, it's really cool. It's a really cool story about, uh, the, the name behind the, I mean, your company. So, mm-hmm. So go go and listen to it. And many concepts are explained very simply. I mean, I listened to the one with the fintech, for example. It's it's very it's very nice. It's professional. Very very good guests. Uh, I liked it a lot. Are you as well on uh, social media, uh, Larry? Yeah, I'm all over the place. So LinkedIn, <laughs> LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we're on all those platforms. Uh, most of them, if you look under Lawrence Sprung, you'll find me. The only one I'm Larry sprung under is Instagram and on all those platforms. If you look for Midland Financial, we're there as well. Okay, perfect. I will uh, uh, link it all up in the show notes so the listeners can find you. Okay, so Larry, um, I want to thank you very much. It, it was really a pleasure to have you on. Jonathan, thank you. I appreciate it. I love your show and uh, make it a great day. So I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. So this closes the first part of the episode. And now let's move on to the second part where no less than 12 friends mention what they like to spend money on and their pro tip to spend money guilt-free. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Sandy from the Mavi TV YouTube channel and my pro tip to spend money guilt-free is the following. Create a wish list on your phone as you would for a to-do list or a grocery list, 
but add pictures and price tags to make it more visual, like more real. Then, think about how you're going to afford the specific item or activity and maybe you'll have to add an extra saving spot to your budget. Finally, embrace the fact that you are entitled to having nice things and beautiful experiences, because all in all, life is now. These are excellent tips, but Sandy forgot to mention what she likes to spend money on, so I reached out to her and this is what she likes to spend money on. Vacation, vacation, vacation in caps. Recently, skincare, and then she also likes to spend money on wellness and relaxing activities. Hi, Jonathan. This is Steve Cummings from the Frugal Expat. One thing I like to spend money on is travel. I really like to explore new sites, try new foods, and explore new cultures. This is what I spend my money guilt-free. If I were to give a pro tip to spend money guilt-free, I would say to spend money on something you value. Once you value something, it is something um, that's important to you. And so I believe that if you value it, then it should be a guilt-free spend. What is something you value? Uh, Thank you for your time. Goodbye. Hi there. I'm Valerie Moses from wellnessandwanderlust.net and the Wellness and Wanderlust podcast. And I like to spend my money on books and travel. When we make smart decisions about our purchases, we can really take the guilt out of spending. So my tip for listeners is for dealing with those unplanned impulse purchases that come up. Think of your purchase in terms of how many hours you would work to obtain it. For example, let's say that you make $20 an hour at your job. You're in the store, you see an item you want to purchase for $100. In other words, that item would cost you five hours of labor, not including taxes. Ask yourself, is this item worth five hours of work? Sometimes asking yourself that question is the reset that you need to say no to something that you actually don't really want or need. Other times, you'll find that it's absolutely worth saying yes. So if you have the extra fun money to make the purchase, I say go for it. I hope this helps you to make your spending a little more guilt-free. Hi, this is Brian Thorpe, founder and CEO of Wealth Tender. And what I like to spend money on, much more than stuff that tends to pile up and collect dust, are experiences which create lasting memories. My wife and I love to travel, and whether it's our trips to Mexico or traveling throughout Europe, the places we've seen and the people we've met along the way we'll cherish for a lifetime. So my pro tip for spending money guilt-free is to be intentional with your spending which means not being impulsive, but rather being thoughtful, especially when it comes to anything that's a little more costly, as taking a few minutes or even a few days to think hard if the purchase is going to be worth it can make you feel much more confident when you do make that purchase and feel better about it in the days and weeks after, and potentially even for many years for the more expensive things in life. Hi everyone, this is Anissa. I have a French podcast called Outrospection, where I talk about self-development and entrepreneurship. Today, I'm going to share with you what I like to spend my money on. Basically, I like to spend my money on two things. The first one is good food, healthy, organic and fresh food. I like to cook, so I'm willing to pay the price for it. The second one is creating memories. It can go from travels, restaurants, drinks, anything that can contribute to create memories with people. And how I get to spend that money guilt-free? This is a very basic one, 
but I spend less than I earn, meaning that when I indulge myself in the things I described before, I never feel guilty because I know I'm not putting myself in a difficult situation. So that's it for me. Thank you so much, Jonathan, for giving me the chance to come to your podcast. I wish you all the best. Hey, Johnny, this is Johnny from Millennials with Money. You can find me on YouTube, TikTok and Instagram with the same name, Millennials with Money. So what do I like to spend my money on? Well, I've struggled in the past to justify spending fun money on myself. But as I've uh, grown and come to learn more about personal finance, I realized that it's still an important part of your budget. You need to have some fun, some space to be able to enjoy it, um, enjoy your money. So I typically spend um, on takeout meals or in restaurants a couple of times a month. Um, and then once every couple of months or so, I'll maybe allow myself um, a new item of clothing or something for um, playing sports, like maybe a new basketball, um, a new top, etc. because I'm quite into my sports. Um, and a tip I would give for people on how to be able to spend money guilt-free is to just plan it in your budget. Because if you spend money on um, fun stuff and you haven't really planned for it and you haven't got your plan in your head, then you're going to start questioning yourself. You're going to start doubting. But if you know that at the same time as spending your fun money, that you're still putting um, enough of a contribution towards your financial future, then you'll be much more comfortable spending that money that you've allowed yourself to have fun with. Peace. Hi, this is Alona from Bear in the Bull at www.bearinthebull.com. And the thing that I always spend money on and don't feel bad about is hair care and uh, quality hair products. Um, so I like to spend my money on things that I know will last a long time and not break. And it's also good for the health of my hair. Um, and one tip that I like to follow uh, to save money on that is to, like I said, buy quality. So um, for example, one of my favorite blow dryers uh, has lasted me for about seven years now. Um, and same goes for my flat iron. So it's when you buy something that's quality like that, you might be spending, you know, a hundred, two hundred dollars, but over the lifetime of that tool, it'll definitely cost you less than, you know, something that's 20 bucks that you to replace every year. So yeah, those are my tips. Hi, Jonathan. This is Sebastian from Fire Belgium. And I, I like your question about spending money. And um, so to me, money is a tool that we can use in our lives to get the stuff we want. It's a bit like financial independence. Financial independence is probably even more powerful because it provides even more things than just money, basically. But with money, we can build financial independence. No, but money is not only for that. So for me, the key is to figure out what we value most. Um, because if you know what you value most and you're very clear, say, on your values and the things you spend on, then it's it's fairly easy to make a decision as to whether to spend money on something or not. If it's if, if you're spending money on something you value and it's effective and efficient in the way it delivers what you value, then go for it, right? That's my way of looking at it. And if it's ineffective, then I look for a better solution. So, so yeah, when I have these values clearly defined in my head, then it's easy for me to say, yes, I'm gonna spend on this, right? So family, freedom, impact. Uh, so I, I have no problem spending on, on on healthcare, on, on, but also on things that bring value, reinforces the relationships I have with my wife or my kids. I spend money on to create time to be there for them, right? Basically, financial independence is all about this to me, is 
creating time to be able to be with people I love. Um, and so that's the freedom that serves my family. And it's also a, a way to create time to be able to work on something that has an impact. And that is basically, you know, effective altruism for me, but basically impact in general. Um, and so whenever there is something where I can spend money and it helps me achieve one of these three goals, right? Family, freedom, impact. Uh, then I consider it very carefully. And I sometimes I have to decide whether it's going to be, you know, if I spend now, then it might, you know, it might, it might um, go against freedom in the future. Basically, I have to weigh the pros and cons uh, and decide whether uh, what's best then in that specific case. But most often I would prioritize family over the rest. Hey there, this is Francesca Pogliani and my website is www.discoverpoint.lu where I like to spend my money on mainly food, traveling and learning and what is my pro tip to spend money with no guilt. I always tend to ask myself, do I really need this that I'm about to buy? And on top of this question, I also ask myself, don't I have something similar already? So this works very well for food and traveling because usually when I, when I ask myself do I really need this the answer is yes and don't I have something similar already normally the answer is no because I would travel somewhere different than what I've already seen and I would like to eat something different compared to what I have in the fridge and it also works very well with the clothing so I'm not uh, a fan of buying a lot of clothes and that's because every time I ask myself do I really need it and the answer is mainly probably not and don't I have something similar already and the answer is yes I have already clothes in my wardrobe so yes that's it bye hey how's it going Jonathan this is Alex Mason from stockstoryteller.com and I love to spend money on books. You know, I used to feel really guilty about spending money on books because I thought, oh, I should just be going to the library and borrowing it. But I found out that I actually really love owning my own copy of the book. And in order to spend money guilt-free on books, one thing that I do is I just look at the reviews on Amazon, try to get a sense of how good the book is already by looking at the opinions of other people and also by looking at, sometimes I can get a really good price on a used copy, especially if it's in good or very good condition. There's usually not much of a difference in the quality of the physical book if I buy it like that. So that's one way to send, spend money on it. And I don't feel as guilty about it. So that's one tip for spending money guilt-free on books. Hi, Johnny. So this is uh, Mr. Noman Numbers from the blog nomannumbers.com. So to answer your two questions, what are the things that we love to spend money on? It is going to be experiences for us. As you know, we love to travel the world and any experience are um, pretty much priceless for us, whether it is going to a nice restaurant to enjoy a new meal, learning new cooking techniques by taking a cooking class or even attending a performance. We love experience above all. And then when it is about uh, pro tips to spend money guilt-free, I think um, I will just ask myself that simple question, which is, does that purchase add a significant value to my life? And if the answer is yes, I'm just going to go ahead and purchase those items because um, there is nothing more than something that can make our life better those days. And I don't think there should be a price tag on such items. All right. Good luck with your last episode for the season and uh, hope to talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hi, Jonathan. This is Milan from Finney. 
the website is askfinny.com. And I wanted to share with you my um, thought for guilt-free money spending. Um, the first thought that comes to my mind is really uh, food that you really enjoy. I like sushi a lot and I can't make it at home. So I always find it fun to go out to a restaurant and, and get a a takeout order for sushi for our family to enjoy at home or anything else that people like and yet they can make at home. That's really a good way to spend money and not feel guilty about it. All right. Hope all, all is well and talk to you later. And to close this round of pro tips, here's mine. So what I like to spend money on is everything related to music. Uh, that can be a speaker. That can be a new guitar. I mean, listen to this. Wonderful, isn't it? And as we say in the guitar world, a new guitar will solve all your problems. Anyway, joke aside, I also like to spend money on experiences, as I mentioned, you know, a good restaurant, experiences when traveling. I like all those things. And how do I afford those things? Guilt-free. I just put a portion of my uh, paycheck every month in an account, in a separate account. I use actually a Revolut account for that. It doesn't matter which one. But it's separate from my uh, daily expenses, etc. So whatever money comes in that account, it is to be spent on fun stuff, guilt-free. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you learned something from it. And if you found it useful, please make sure you share it with a friend. And you can also rate the show in your favorite podcast app. This will help the show to grow. So if you do so, thank you very much. And now before I let you go, I will not go through the key takeaways for today. I'll just mention a few topics. So first of all, Thanks to all who contributed today. Our main guest, Larry, thank you. And then thank you to all the contributors, Sandy, Steve, Valerie, Brian, Anissa, Johnny, Ilona, Sebastian, Francesca, Alex, Mr. Norman Numbers, and Milan. A big thank you to you all to take time out of your busy schedules to help our listeners. And then to come back to today's topic, everybody values different things. For some, it's uh, hair care products. For some, it's travel. For some, it's books. Each and every one values something more than the rest. And that is what you should spend money on. Everybody needs to find what they value, which is great. It's all about being intentional about what you want to spend your money on and then have a plan for it. And then to close off, I wish you all a great summer. I hope that you can travel, if that's what you value, of course. <laughs> and now you know how to spend money guilt-free. Go and spend that money. So that was it for today. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to me. Make sure you follow an Apple Podcasts. And of course, please do not hesitate to contact me if you have any questions or feedback. Send me an email, john at johnnytalks.com or connect through social media at johnnytalks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And amigos, once more, thanks so much for listening and I'll speak to you next time.